0: Welcome to the PC Perspective Podcast. This is episode 382 being recorded on uh, January 13th, 2016. It's not Friday. We're good. It's it's not Friday. It's not Friday. But is it the 13th?
1: It is. Okay. I'm Ryan Shrout. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. I'm Josh Walrith. And I'm Alan Malventano.
0: For some reason, I thought it had already crossed over into the 14th. Like, I remember writing 13th earlier, but I didn't know if it was today or yesterday, and I was paying bills. Oh. So there's that. Speaking of bills, I'm not going to pay any more of these because we're <laughs> going to win this. The, this what, right here.
2: Ken's got a switch to
0: it. $1.5 billion American dollars.
2: dollars. I, want to say, I want to say something about this website. Okay. It is the best idea ever.
3: What, as simple right. as possible. This
2: is all anyone needs to know. It probably saves them so much on bandwidth.
0: That's true. Because, like, if mm-hmm. you can hit continue to powerball.com, they probably have a full site with a bunch oh, of bullshit that no one cares yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, so, Do you think it's always like this, or just because there's so much I think it's actually always interest? like this. Do you think so? Okay. So there's the full version. Yeah, no one no
2: cares about any but of that stuff. You have to work for it, right? You have to, like, oh, click, man. Have to click something else.
0: Like 16, 19, 32, 34, 57, 13.
3: Those were all numbers that were not picked last. So nobody won on the no. ninth.
0: Huh. None. And how many match five winners were there? Well, five winners for two million and five winners of one million. Wow. It's still so bastards.
2: 2.1 billion Canadian
1: dollars. Yep. <laughs> Actually, it's probably higher right now. Do you guys
0: have <laughs> Canadian Powerball? Are you part of this? Uh... No, we've got people who go down and buy
1: Powerball tickets in the U.S.
0: Man, what's... Do you have like, to pay... I wonder if you have to pay state, like federal, U.S., and then federal Canadian taxes on that. Like uh, if you but we win don't lottery. tax lottos. Yeah, but it's not a lottery. It's not a Canadian it's lottery. It's just income no. coming from the U.S. It's just income yeah, coming
1: no, from the U.S. No, you will lose something on, uh, you know, essentially out of uh, Canada holdings coming in.
0: Can- Canadian Border Patrol <laughs> takes half. <laughs> there,
1: there, well, there's a ways around it. But, yeah, I, they'd have to pay all the U.S. taxes. And oh, apparently there were just hordes of people descending down south and buying Powerball tickets.
0: Hey, you know what? Thanks for donating the money to uh, local uh, scholarship programs, municipalities. Um, I went to – my college was paid for by lottery. Mm-hmm. No, actually, you won the lottery? different one, though. Not winning the lottery by people paying into the lottery. <laughs> I had a scholarship, the state scholarship in Kentucky was funded by, by Powerball Lottery, interestingly enough. Uh, in any event, that's not actually what's going to happen because nobody's going to win anything. Um, but welcome to the show. Somebody's going to win something, it's not going to be us. Uh, welcome to the show. We record the show on Wednesday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific at com slash live. Uh, if you need a gentle reminder of that, you can go to pcpercom slash subscribe. You get this form right here that basically asks for your name and your email address, uh, and we'll send you a notification uh, like an hour or so before we go live, usually. Um, we had a little bit uh, – last week was obviously we had we had, what, three shows last week? Three different CES shows yeah. that we did, so it's a busy week then. Uh, but we're back to our normal cadence here of uh, once a week, um, at least that's that's the plan going forward. So make sure you go subscribe to that. Uh, and the second thing I want to mention, and this is something um, that we had been debating for a long time, we have been discussing internally for a long time, and then finally decided to do it just a f- couple three weeks ago. Um, but uh, something we launched officially. This afternoon, as we record this on Wednesday afternoon, uh, just a few hours ago, uh, and we're going to do a Patreon. So, if you don't know what a Patreon is, a Patreon campaign is, if you will, it is uh, a platform in which people can pay c- content creators uh, for their work based on lots of different factors, right? Some people have it pay per video per episode of a show or whatever. Uh, We have it set up so that you are paying per month. um, And it is a a recurring monthly payment. Um, And it is basically a value for value proposition. How much do you think the work that Ken and me and Alan and jeremy and josh and sebastian and scott and tim and lee and all the guys that are out there that, that contribute to the site uh, is actually worth to you on a monthly basis this it
2: be- was an awful idea
0: <laughs> can, <laughs> we it, can it go <laughs> negative yeah. no we, we're not <laughs> wow. we're not paying you okay for anything. okay hmm. uh it could be a dollar a month it could be three dollars five dollars ten twenty thirty fifty a hundred a hundred thousand if you pay a hundred thousand a month but the idea isn't just to use it to do that we're trying to i still better, want
3: to hear what's right? what's going on with hundred thousand hundred thousand a month because yeah, be if nice. i win that powerball <laughs> <laughs> you pay whatever me. you want honey will, will you pay whatever us 100 000 you want. so ryan so i
0: actually had yeah. a thought i was going to have a ten thousand dollar a month option and that person uh i would guarantee that josh would fly out to their residence every month to do something whatever they need as a fluffer whatever they but, want.: you know, no ha- no housework. fluffing I can do
3: a poker game, but no fluffing. No. <laughs> yeah, but poker. you'd be you'd
0: be the maid during the poker game.
3: Pokem. <laughs> game? The server. Okay. Maybe maybe the
0: maybe the server during the poker game. It's
2: 120000 dollars a year, Josh. Think about it. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Mm. That's pretty good. Live like a
0: king in Wyoming. <laughs> um so uh but the idea is pretty simple here, guys, and I'm not going to talk about this for too long, but I, I want to get the general purpose along because we'll be mentioning it uh, you know, once an episode or so for the foreseeable future. Um, the idea is, is pretty straightforward. We, uh, we believe that what we do is useful to the community. It's useful to the industry, uh, and it becomes increasingly difficult to get advertisers and uh, kind of the standard uh, methods of income onto the site. This is something that's been happening for a long time. You'll see it from uh, it manifests itself in other places all over the all over the the, the media world, right? So, uh, you've got people who have left their websites to go work at other companies because you know they obviously weren't it was not a, a super lucrative deal for them. Um, you've had websites that have had to do really invasive ad types, uh, roadblocks, interstitials, those types of things, mm-hmm. uh, or you know sponsored sections of sites, and, there, and we don't. I'm not going to say we'll never do those types of things, but we don't want to do those things. And so one of the ways we can try to prevent that is going to the audience directly and saying, hey, you know, we want your help to make sure we can continue to do what we're doing today, but then also find ways to make it better, whether that be uh, uh, new stories, new articles, uh, more in-depth testing in certain product categories – uh, or new shows. We want to do a PC Perspective weekly mailbag video podcast. We want to do a uh, like a weekly gaming show of some kind. We want to do um, – I've had this idea forever where we had the old hardware and we do this kind of post-mortem discussion about what it was, how it was made, why it was cool. Uh, and all those projects take money and time. And the truth is is that really detailed technical work takes a lot more time to do than 400-word yeah. – Blogs uh, that you know regurgitate press releases, mm-hmm. right? And the problem for us as advertisers, they don't really care how much time I put into. The perfect example is the FreeSync G- G-Sync dis- dissection video and article that Alan and I worked on. A lot of time and effort went into the research of how to test it, what to get to test, you know, perfecting it, making sure we had everything right, and then. Coherently presenting all that data.
4: Yeah, and that was all on have, one
0: page we on probably, the website.
4: We probably could have done ten times the amount of other just spitting yeah. out you know pages of content.
0: But it was incredibly. It was an important amount yeah. of content. It was or specific content. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it pointed out errors and problems in FreeSync, how they could fix it. That they have now implemented those fixes into it to make a better product. Um, but like I said, that was all on one page. So in terms of our advertisers, they don't really care. They saw one page view. Yep. Whereas You know, random random website hardwareblog.org, they could post a press release from an ASUS CES thing, got the same page view. It took them six minutes. It took us 26 hours to do the other one, right? And so, because of the added cost of like what I consider to be good technical content, um, you know, we have to have higher expectations about what our income is in in regards to those types of things. So, that's kind of why we decided to reach out and say, hey, look, You're our fans. You're the people that benefit from this. We hope uh, that you enjoy it. You know, we can make it entertaining as well as technically informative. Um, And so that's why we created the patreon.com slash PC per page. And it basically um, is a... is a platform that makes it easier for you and it makes it easier for us to donate um, to that cause, right? So you can see a description there of basically what I kind of gave you an overview of, what our goals are for the money. Um, what are there's Josh in a bathtub, for example. You can. That's see what that. you get
3: for ten thousand dollars a month. <laughs> That's right. For eleven thousand dollars, right. you don't get that. That's right. Guaranteed, don't get
0: that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I guarantee you, we'll never post another picture of Josh in a bathtub if you do, if any one person donates ten thousand dollars a month. Um, Right. And, and so you'll, you'll see some of that outline there. And then there's different tiers here. We have some rewards for you. If you donate more than $3 a month, you get access to our Patreon feed where we'll post fun pictures like, like that that, <laughs> that uh, was sent to us on Twitter or uh, this interesting video of Josh enjoying the beginning of the campaign. Right, So these are the types of things that you will be privy to for $3, right? But, you know, you go to $5 uh, and we're going to host a couple of live streams, hangouts, maybe just live streams on this through YouTube where we'll, we'll BS with you guys, take some questions, that type of thing. You know, $10, you get um, access to the PC per mailbag video a day before everybody else. That's the goal for that. Um, uh, $20, you know, you can, uh, opt in to sign up for the banner ad free version of the PC per website, $30 or more. You get that. And you get access to the dot com website, um, <laughs> which once we had, I think there's, there's a specific goal yeah, in there. A, like if there's, there's a milestone in there at some point where it's like, okay, we're actually going to build that into something. Mm-hmm. We don't know what it'll just be a whole bunch of really dumb stuff. Yeah. Pictures like, and videos like the one we just uh, demonstrated there. Um, so, you know, give what you can we're not at, we're not demanding anybody like oh we're not going to let you listen to the podcast unless you give us 10 dollars a month or something like that um and if you can only give a dollar if you can only give 5 10 20 50 whatever it is every little bit helps every little bit is awesome uh and we greatly appreciate it and if you can't give anything that's fine too like we understand um and, and we're not going to put a bunch of content behind paywalls and stuff like that like right? you're still going to have access to the podcast um and and you know it 's just a little bit of extra things that people will get for that, so uh, appreciate it anything that you can uh, that you can support us with here, spread the word if you think it 's something worth doing as well and again, that url is patreon p a t r e o n dot com slash pc per and uh, you 'll have uh, the ability to do what you need to do there and we thank you we thank you very deeply honestly for uh, the support you've given us over the last uh 16 years or so it's been 16 years for me it hasn't been 16 i don't know if josh you haven't been 16 years with me but mm, 2008 s- okay so
3: that's seven years
0: that's, that's how long my own personal hell has lasted it's more than seven years isn't it <laughs>
3: It's, uh, uh, no, it
2: it
0: is eight. It is. It, be, it <laughs> will be just, eight at some point in this. Eight now. Yeah, yeah. <clears> yeah.
3: yeah. yeah it was the end of December. You uh, made your foolish, foolish decision.
0: Yeah. In
3: in two thousand seven. Yeah, know, yeah, looking back, up.
0: not the best idea.
3: It was only <laughs> like what a year later
0: I came on. I don't remember. I was, the, as soon as Josh came on board, it was all a blur. Yeah, so it was all downhill. Like, it's like ah, just <laughs>
2: throw it all out the window. Yeah, Alan Bring was like two
0: thousand eight. I was September two thousand nine. Oh man. Right? Sebastian, I guess. Let's see. Well, after you, we probably had brought on Scott and Tim. Yeah. Or were they before you? No, they're, no, after. they're, they're after. after.
2: They're like 2011. And then I'd Sebastian
0: say. seems like just weeks ago. Yep. Sebastian Maury. was here. Maury. Maury was in 2013. Maury was a few broken guys ago. Uh, maybe. That was earlier in that, too. I don't yeah, know. it might be. Anyway, there's a lot of people here. So, uh, patreon.com slash PCPer That's what I'm going to say.
3: That's all. Hey, you talk. know, I, I have a Patreon as well. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a performance piece. <laughs> I've got 128 bucks a month, though. Yeah. Essentially, what it is is, is a promise and video of me shoving my hand down the back of my pants whenever I, I shop in Walmart to protest the gross consumerism of, of our society. Oh, um... Is
0: it this? Is this a Patreon or is this a donation from?
3: Well, of course, it's a Patreon because <laughs> where else are you going to get money for that kind of behavior? Oh, that's true. On the internet.
0: Yeah, by very definition. Yeah. By its very definition.
2: Well, what if one of our goals is just I keep the webcam on the camera on Josh for the entire podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we had the Josh feed. Moneymaker. Yeah. A
0: second just camera a angle that yep. is all Josh all of the time. Yep. We thought about one of the options being we just install a drop cam here and it's just 24 7 of this, the office. Even when nobody's here, you can just watch it in the dark, that, see if anybody stinks. It'd be awfully in. boring. Yeah, but you know, people are into weird stuff. You know. Uh, Alien asks in the chat, "Have you asked Nvidia, AMD, uh, Intel to pledge on Patreon yet?" I think that kind of defeats the point. Yeah, like we. Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting idea, but I. I do think it's we want to take this from readers. Like we want to yeah. get the we want to get the support of the people who are are actively benefiting. If if, like we don't want to have a zone of our website.
2: That's, like, dedicated and sponsored yeah. by... Yeah, and in theory, like, do like do if we said,
0: thing. if we could get all of them to commit the same amount per month, yeah, that uh, would be an interesting thing. This isn't,
2: like, political but campaign it, contributions. We don't want to be beholden
1: <laughs> to anybody. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. hey, unless the Koch brothers really do want to throw $10,000. Yeah, yeah, $10, okay.
0: We'll, yeah. we'll find um, Josh out. You know. Yeah. Yep. I, I mean, flights out of Wyoming are getting cheaper, um, so I'd be willing to do that. I, I think you can just grab a horse <laughs> and head south. Yeah. It's valid, uh, yeah,
3: we got plenty of burrows to, uh, you know, <laughs> help me carry my baggage.
0: Yeah. yeah across, he's got, if he's got to cross the canyon, so it'd be it. He's got to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's get into content here, guys. Uh, first up, we've got a review. This is interesting. A review of a Super Micro Z170 motherboard. I'm going to shrink my chair a little bit. I feel too tall.
2: How many sockets does it have? Uh, but
0: you're only tall above the waist. How many CPU <laughs> Yes, yeah, as we determined before the show. Uh looks like this one only has one, Ken. Oh. This is – so uh, we, we've actually looked at a Supermicro X99 board. Maury has done a review of that before. So it shouldn't surprise us too much. But it's still interesting to me to see a review of a Supermicro consumer motherboard. Um, it doesn't have as crazy a name as you might have expected. It's a C7 Z170 SQ, which I, every time I look at it, I think of Sasquatch for some reason. and It has no association with the beast known as Sasquatch. Sasquatch, so to speak. Um, so there's the board. What do you think, Josh? Fancy
3: enough for you? It's so fancy. I already know. No, it, it looks like a, I don't know a high-end motherboard from about 2007.
0: Yeah, it, it doesn't like styling-wise, it doesn't stand out anyway. I do like this though. I don't know how many motherboard manufacturers include this information, uh, like. Like consumer motherboard manufacturers include like a diagram like this anymore, but you know Supermicro with their heritage is including something
1: like this. Well, the considering the products. number of jumpers that come with this thing, you kind of need that.
0: Yeah. It, that's true. Does it have an M.2 slot? Oh yeah, it
1: does. Yes. Yeah.
0: It's kind of hiding.
3: Look at yep. the size of that M.2 yeah, slot. I
0: so I mean it's got a decent amount of like specifications and and features and stuff. It, it is a fully featured uh Z170 board, you know, six uh, SATA 6 gigabit per second ports two PCIe by three uh PCIe 3.0 by 16s on their six USB 3.0 um, obviously only two of those like only one of those can get by 16 of bandwidth the PCIe by 16 slots uh, it's it's still a you know split 8 and 8 if you do SLI or crossfire graphics um, it is kind of you know uh, minimalist I guess I'll say in some areas if you look at the output connections right you've got HDMI display port and DVI, only two USB 3.0 ports on the back, but you do have a USB 3.1 type C port on the back, which is interesting, and they are using an Intel i219v gigabit Ethernet uh, controller for that single gigabit Ethernet port there. there you can see your, you've got three by 16, three by what is that by two by four by fours. Those are by fours, at least physically, if not electrically. yeah um, and there's your m.2. It'll do. Uh,
4: it'll do up to uh, twenty-two one ten. Is that the ooh. biggest? Which is the really long one? Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's interesting because a lot of boards we see these days don't even do by like 2208, right? uh, 80? twenty-two oh eight, right? Eighty. Twenty-two eighty. Yeah. yeah that's yeah.
4: pretty much the standard size now. But oh, it we is. Do, but we do still run into some that are like the twenty-two sixty, right? Which is you know really weird. Um, that they would only... Have, like, there was, like, one board we saw that only had a 2260, which was, like,
0: useless. Yeah, because none of the... Pop, um, none of the currently That was ITX popular, board. Yeah. Oh, it was not mini-ITX. The yeah. majority... the one with that had it on the back? No.
4: I don't think so, because then it would have been, like, the normal length, you would think. But, like, the vast majority of... You every uh, think. Like, every M.2 SSD we've tested to date is 2280. Okay. Just to give you
0: 2280 an idea. being 80 millimeters? 80 millimeters length, length. long. Right,
4: that's... Yeah. Um, yeah. But we did see uh, a couple of twenty-two, one ten, um, at CES. So yeah. I, I wonder how the lanes are laid out on that one. Like if they're forced to go through the chipset or through the over the DMI. yes,
0: I'm pretty uh, yes, yes, yeah. Nobody nobody's using uh, the PCIe lanes that I know of directly from the processor for uh, storage connectivity. Okay. Well, I mean, with just so. one, you're okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't don't think it's. I don't think that's a big deal, honestly. Um, They run the audio through its own PCB layer. You know, they're doing some stuff to to try to be competitive in this market. And honestly, like if you look at this picture, you see the Supermicro logo on a chipset cooler, and it's about as basic of a chipset cooler as you can get. But here's the secret, guys. That's all you need. Yeah. Right. That's all. That's all it needs. Is that.
4: It does have decent-sized heat sinks on the voltage regulator, so I mean
0: they're okay. Like I mean, it's it's not like that ASUS board, the one we saw at CES that had an EK water block (laughs) pre-integrated on it. But but it's going to get the job done, right? Uh, And it's and it's going to fit your CPU cooler. Uh, It's going to have some 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 decent UEFI um, integration in here. It's very. I was gonna say Voltron. That's not what I mean. Uh, Tron, Tron-esque in its design cool. and color scheme, it's got right? The
4: glow blue stuff going. Yeah, on. yeah, and yep. it's
0: and it seems to be fairly functional, right, Jeremy? I don't know if you saw anything in particular that stood out in any of these areas.
1: Uh, he just sort of overall said it's uh, pretty simplified. Uh, you can't take screenshots. A lot of the right-click functionality that you get used to in some of the fancier ones, yeah, isn't quite there. But at the same time, everything is where you want it. You don't get bogged down in 18 different menus to try and find what you're looking for. So I mean, it was kind of like the board itself, a mix of pared down versus perfectly usable. Right. So this thing is like. You, you have to get used to the overclocking settings in there because as he mentions at the end, he did not have any luck apart from the preset ones that they had.
4: Yeah, he had a hard time overclocking it.
1: Oh, yeah. OK. And, but the uh, preset ones would kind of work.
4: So this board is about two hundred and twenty.
2: D- did yeah. we talk in particular about all the jumpers on the board? Uh, Jeremy mentioned there were a lot, but I don't know
1: what what were their purposes uh, here. The,
2: the way I understand it is there's one to disable every add-on
1: controller on the board. Yeah, pretty much.
0: Yeah,
2: from USB
1: ports to audio. So d- that's, does that's it a whole does carry over from their server yeah. stuff? Yeah.
0: So does that mean oh, you absolutely. can't disable them in the BIOS? You have to disable them to the jumpers. I assume that would be the case. You probably couldn't uh, do
4: both. I would think you couldn't do both. Yeah,
0: you couldn't have both functionality, both options. Well, one would
2: obviously supersede the other one. Well, yeah, It, it
0: could. Yeah, I could see it that way. I mean, there's some benefit to having it on a jumper. Yeah. Right, yeah, like the tactile feel, you know if that jumper's in that position, it's not going to. Act, but it's <laughs> also, it's you know, like you upgrade your BIOS and that flag gets ass. reset. Like that's true, yeah, that's true. If if the jumper would prevent any of those types of issues, that would be interesting. It's Not going to bother you anymore. So for two twenty, I mean, aren't there other boards cheaper than this? Yeah, it's not. It's not like if this board were. $180 or something like that, I'd feel a lot better about it. Right. That's, um, that's
4: what I'm feeling on this one.
0: Especially like. with the overclocking kind of concerns that, that Maury had. Yeah. And, and this is something, this is a board that really needs to be used in a, a like long-term evaluation thing. Like, was it super stable, right? That's what Super Micro was kind of no. Built on right, right is the idea that hey, we build servers and workstations, and you know we don't we don't mess around with all this other junk that's going to cause you to have random blue screens, maybe random hitches when you update BIOS, uh, those types of things. Um, so it'd be interesting to kind of see that in a longer term look, but it doesn't look like a bad board, and I think for maybe uh, hey, you
3: know they got a great BIOS uh, button placement. Where's it at? Battery, battery. Oh, battery. Yes, battery. they do. Battery. Look said, at that. You said buttons. But, yeah. Well, it, it kind of looks like a button. <laughs> well, they have one of those too. You button up your coat with.
0: Speaking of that in-depth technical information, we were going that into shiny there.
3: button. It yeah. does look like a big silver button. You know what I mean? It's a button. Yes, cell.
1: I do.
0: Uh, but Point yes, set. it does have excellent CMOS battery placement. It is. It is listed in the strengths here. Right there. All right. Um, so check out that review if you're if you are curious. You're looking for a maybe something else, something unique on the motherboard side of things. And like I was going to say, this for their first kind of stab at a you know fairly high end uh, motherboard. This is not bad, right? In, into this series. Like like I said, we looked at the X99 board. I think the X99 board actually impressed maury a bit more than this the Z170 option did. So, but yeah, 220 on Newegg, 230 on Amazon, 220 at B and H Photo. Um, uh, but uh, take a look. That, again, is the Supermicro C7 Z170 SQ. Not Sasquatch. SQ. Squ. Squ. The squ-. Uh Moving on, uh, again, in, in quick succession here, the Be Quiet. Now, I've always wondered when I look at this name that Be Quiet is all lowercase, but it has an exclamation point at the yep. end. So how are you supposed to pronounce this?
1: Be Quiet? In a very quiet yell. Be
3: Quiet! <laughs> Yes. God damn it. Be quiet, you
1: stupid. Uh, but yeah. but yeah. then... like A librarian could do it naturally. Uh, ah, yeah.
0: okay. Now I'm starting to understand. Yeah, that makes more sense.
1: Yeah.
0: Anyway, we're looking at the Dark Power Pro 11 1,000-watt power supply that Lee did a review of. Uh, as you might expect, I think their target is low noise levels with this power supply. Um, looks okay. Looks like uh, power supply looks a little bit... Um, I don't know. I'm assuming this things across the top there are plastic. Uh but it looks decent enough. Dark oh, wait, power. wait, what? Right here. Those things across the fan grill. Like No, they're they're metal wires. Oh, are they really? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, that kind of kicks ass then. Yeah. All right, it's Yeah, like I was uh, I was like on those me. uh and oh, Sebastian
3: uh, and I were talking about that.
0: Oh, right, right. Oh, you saw 'cause you saw these at CES. Yeah. yeah. I see. Uh, virtually inaudible Silent Wings 3 135 millimeter cooling fan. Uh, and as you expect, for something that wants to be quiet, uh, efficiency is important. So it is an 80 plus platinum certified uh, power supply with 105C rated parts for stability. I, I think if your computer is at 105C, uh, you have other issues than if your power supply is going to There is to- some serious design going on in that fan.
4: Yeah, you like that? Oh, yeah. It's on the last page. On the last page, let's look at that here. It is like a nice German design. That is yep. serious. Those are some lines, dog. Well, I know what they're. I know what they're going for, but it's just like are the, they, it's like,
0: just reducing of turbulence. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah.
2: Wow. So, so it looks like they use when they're high quality
0: case fans in the power supply. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's that's a really good touch. They have a lot of experience with that stuff outside of it. So, how do they implement that in? And now you see. Uh, where oh, they the Germans—they
3: pay attention to a detail exactly. That's why this power supply is created with five hundred thousand pieces.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what what are the emissions like, though? Uh, yeah, what's the what's the <laughs> diesel emissions platform like? Yeah, you don't want to get
3: into the dig, you don't want to dig in the firmware of the power supply. it's, <laughs> no. it's not important. It's not important. You Fifty
0: plus plat or eighty plus plat. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a little bit expensive. It's uh, two hundred thirty nine dollars. Um, which is, makes it a little bit uh, expensive compared to the competition uh, Lee brings out here, the Seasonic EVGA Corsair competition. Uh, but everything else is listed as strengths. You know, very quiet operation, virtually silent at low to mid power levels, 80 plus platinum, uh, plus minus 2% on uh, voltage regulation on the AC ripple. Um, overclocking feature allows selecting single rail 12 volt operation. So if yeah. you can switch back and You forth see that little them.
1: white. Uh- Port yep. on the motherboard or on the motherboard on the PSU there. Yep. There's a little plug that you put in that has a switch that goes to the back, and you can switch it so it goes from four 12 volt rails to a single one.
2: Hmm. So is, does it's Would that make this a digital power supply, or it could still be an analog one? And you do that?
0: See, no,
3: it's got to digital. I think. I think it is digital. Yeah. But yeah. I think Hashtag. there's only one major guy that doesn't do digital yet, and we talked about that over. Yeah. Yeah. Seasonic.
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, Five-year warranty, although it is a little expensive, but it's still got a gold award. So that's uh, good praise from Lee in regard to that. So if you're looking for a high-powered uh, a high powered yet quiet 1,000-mile power supply, take a look at the, uh, the Be Quiet Dark Power Pro. It does have probably the coolest name in power supplies. Probably the coolest name in power supplies. Uh, we've got a handful of things from CES that we're going to touch on, even though three days of podcasts from the show was not enough. Well, let's be honest. <laughs> we weren't on topic. No, yeah, that's true. Um, Josh, AMD announced the Wraith cooler. The Wraith cooler. Which, I'm going to be honest with you, it's really hard for me to get excited about a new OEM cooler for a processor. It's a little underwhelming. So why is it interesting? At least AMD still puts them in the box.
3: (laughs) True. Because it is really needed. Okay. Uh, So you've got a, uh, let's say you've got... One of the latest um, FX8370 cores, and it's a little warm outside, and you're just using the OEM fan, that PWM fan just starts screaming after a while because it's, you know, it's about a 95 watt TDP uh, cooler on a 125 watt TDP part. So they decided to over design a little bit and uh, put this across the board in both AM3 and FM2 Plus products. Uh, so it's, it's a larger cooler. It's got more fins, more copper, a little bit more weight. It's got a shrouded fan that is also led lit. Mm. How cool is that? Yeah. And it looks, it is a constant velocity fan. So it doesn't matter what or how hot your processor or cool it is. Wait, really? It's going at a relatively slow speed. So it is whisper quiet and it is a huge improvement in, uh, (laughs) And how quiet it is as compared to the previous OEM fans that I've used for some reviews. Why
0: why wait, why would you have it why would you make it a constant speed fan? Do you not want is it just so quiet that they don't have to worry about it even if it the exactly. processor gets real hot? I mean that sounds yeah that sounds dumb. That sounds out of like no well, other never nobody else has a fan that does it. At
3: time when you're gonna hear I mean it's 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 a higher tdp rated cooler. So it's like 135 watts. And right. that takes care of the FX processors, takes care of all the APUs without a problem without going into, you know, 90 plus or I think it's uh, what, they they don't go above 70 C AMD rates their uh, okay. their parts. So even with the higher end 125 watt TDP CPUs at that fan speed under even, you know, kind of not great conditions, it's still going to keep it cooler than that 70 degrees Celsius. And you're never going to have a time when you're working at your computer in here and <laughs> as that thing spins up and Less becomes extremely... You and
2: as a personal annoying. anecdote, uh, my A83850 has one of the old stock coolers in it in my home theater
0: PC. God. Yeah.
2: I really have to yeah. crank up the speaker. Good stuff, on huh? Thing. Good stuff. Yeah.
0: Yep. Um, so the new Wraith cooler will fix all that. There yeah. you go. And there's a little yeah. video there uh, as well that demonstrates the uh, sound profile. It differences was, we, well. I mean,
2: we saw it at CES. We got up on it. It was very quiet. Got all
0: up on it. So I speak. stuck my ear next to it, and it was quiet. Like, he quiet. really wanted to stick his finger into it. But we said, no, kid, no, not again. <laughs> and uh, he held back mm-hmm. just a little bit. I, I learned self-control. <laughs> he was taught by pain. That's right. That's right. That's all the best people learn. Fire hot. Yeah. Uh, well, Ken,
3: Ken, Ken's motto is pain is, is weakness leaving the body, which yeah. is why he's on the ground all the time. <laughs> I,
0: saw, I saw. <laughs> uh, was it, did somebody post it in our hip chat, group chat here? No, there was something on there of uh, somebody made a parody. I think it was called like uh, Jedi Dance Club or something like that. And it's a parody of mini clips of episode one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and they specifically linked to the clip where a c-3po where he has no out exterior right it's only wires and gears yeah. and stuff that you yeah. see or that he wakes up but they obviously are doing voiceover and he complains about like being in a living hell and every movement is pain and he promised me skin and <laughs> oh, like,
4: i remember that and actually. then he goes
0: through it and he, and he sees jar jar and he's like that creature has a lot of skin and nobody seems to like it i would be doing them a favor he's, he's by like, killing him and taking his he's skin. like borderline insane the way he's oh talking. no yeah it's oh yeah yeah it's Anyway, uh, let's talk about Dell at CES 2016, Josh. You went to their press conference and saw some pretty cool stuff. Let's start with that
3: OLED 4K display, if you will. Okay, so, yeah, that was, that was the one that everybody seemed to like. Certainly, mm-hmm. they had laptops and 2-in-1s and, and, and uh, docking stations and ports and stuff. But <laughs> uh-huh. everybody uh-huh. crowded around the, uh, the 5K – no, 4K – OLED 30-inch professional monitor, so it's an ultra sharp, and it goes for the low, low price of forty nine
0: ninety nine. Wait, wait, forty? Like you talking about forty nine dollars ninety nine? Five hundred bucks isn't bad. Exactly, it's pretty
3: good. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad at all. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that. Uh, but if you compare it against to uh, you know some of the uh, higher end Sony professional monitors, which go for like eighteen thousand dollars, this is a, a bargain as compared and it's one of the first kind of of its kind out there. And they'll be shipping it. It comes with USB uh, what 3.0 C, 3.1 C, yeah. connector, so it can do the power, can do the video, all the things through one cable. That's but pretty it doesn't impressive. It does charge things on the base.
0: How how cheap do these monitors have to get before people consider to buy them? Right? I I'm actually I'm thinking back. Actually, I want to show this picture here of this screen uh, that one here, Ken. Uh, this is the one I guess you took, Josh, there.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah, and it, you can see how just absolutely black. And, and I took that with HDR right? to try to get the best contrast it's possible. Hard. It's hard to do, yeah. Yeah, and plus you're looking at it likely on a LCD screen.
0: But look at how, if you kind of look, I look at this and go, wow, those the pinks and the whites are like almost overblown in this mm-hmm. photo, but yet the blacks are still... Super, super black. Yeah,
4: they're just off at the
0: edge, right? There's just no light coming from. There. I, I want that display, just like I want, just like I desperately want that ThinkPad yeah. uh, Yoga with the OLED. Display. I think one of those is attainable. I think I'm actually going <laughs> to
2: order
4: that. Yeah, like I'm seriously considering ordering that ThinkPad. Yeah. <laughs> that screen neat. was that good. So right
3: personal. now, what LG is is one of the only people making uh, these panels, and a lot of their production as as is going to their large LCDs. Well, correct.
2: We don't know who's making these panels. Hmm. We have a hunch it's LG, considering they're the ones who, they're the only ones who have really made large OLED panels in their TVs. But like, Smash and I tried to look up information on what could, what who could have potentially made the ThinkPad panel, and we we couldn't find anything. And we couldn't write the background. So we'll, you, we'll there just there have so. to wait until this stuff comes out and yeah. start seeing.
0: I don't you want know, to There, there are definitely ask a few, the Dell guy.
3: Yeah. Go ahead. I actually asked the, uh, the the Dell guy who was making the presentation. They had a Q&A answer. Yeah. A uh, Q&A thing. A couple of people asked a question, and then I got really obnoxious, and they asked me to leave. And then I <laughs> asked a person question, and then they allowed me to stay. But anyway, I said, you know, when are we actually going to see a, an actual, you know, range of products based on OLED that, uh, you know, currently we've, we've got 13-inch uh, – uh, laptops and, and now we've got this thirty inch professional screen. I mean what mm-hmm. are we gonna see? And he's like, well it's you know I can't really talk about future products and things like that, but it's it's all up to the production of these screens and when their price points hit the places that we need to do to see to, to be able to to sell these products. And so right now I think the price point of these thirteen inch laptops with OLEDs is really good. When I think uh, Alienware, they don't even charge a, a premium for their OLED 13-inch. Hmm. I mean, it's a fourteen ninety-nine part, right? Uh, as compared to Lenovo, who has an IPS, which is fourteen ninety-nine, and then you got the OLED for what sixteen yeah, ninety-nine, two hundred more, yeah, two hundred more, yeah. So, if you really want an OLED screen that's gaming, uh, look at that Alienware because it's two hundred bucks cheaper than uh, yeah. Lenovo, but you're going to hit some other design issues. It's still a small laptop, but yeah. you know, it's, it's something to consider. Um, but it, throughout this year, we'll probably see a couple of new SKUs coming out once they start getting production really ramped up, uh, start selling a lot of these 13-inch, you know, that'll justify more factory space and, and designs to do this. But it's going to take a while. It's going to take at least a year before we see, you know, like a 24-inch LCD panel. And who knows what that price is going to be. I mean, certainly it'll be at least half that of the 30-inch right. uh, when it's released, but it's it's going to take a while still. Even though, you know, LG's got a lot of OLED TVs, um, it seems like production is more skewed towards those large ones that... Are not terribly expensive. I mean, certainly a lot more than than regular LCD TVs. I'm yeah. trying
0: to think of like when we when we first got in our four our first 4K mm-hmm. monitor. Now, to be fair, we didn't buy it. Uh, I think Nvidia sent it to us because mm-hmm. they wanted to they wanted to AMD test 4K. AMD sent us it. it. AMD sent us yeah. the first. I think both of them a- sent one. No, Asus Asus sent one, sent one and then AMD sent and the then the sharp AMD one. sent the sharp yeah. version. Uh, but they were like. Twenty eight hundred dollars at the time. I yeah. want to say like thirty two. Yeah, they were. It like, was around the three thousand. Was you talking the big about a, panel? Yeah, it was thirty five hundred bucks the, when the, I first got MST. it. The MST. It was like thirty five hundred dollars. Okay, yeah. so I mean, that's that's kind of the price point where the really extreme enthusiasts about. Cool new technologies, whether it be for gaming or productivity or yeah. or content creation, or whatever. Super early adopter. Start, yeah, start to look at that type of thing. That's why you see so many like cameras in the three thousand dollar mark. That's <laughs> like, oh, we're doing four K this, and you know, three thousand dollars is kind of like that yep. point of you can get people's attention without being sounding too outlandish. Um, I think we see an OLED screen hit you know twenty nine ninety five or something uh, sometime this year, yeah. and it'll be interesting. So. Do we think we'll ever really see, like, a
2: 24-inch OLED desktop monitor, or will it just be bigger stuff than that? Like, how many years do
3: you think it is until we see a 24? I th- I think it's going to be at least a year, but really? it's going to be there. I mean, we've already got 13-inch. Yeah, we Who do. Who thought about, what's the point of having a 13-inch OLED? Well, laptops. Yeah, but it's worse battery performance than an LCD. Well, sometimes. Would, you you mm, have to be seeing the real-world impact, but,
2: like, yeah. think of how many... 24-inch monitors are selling these days, and at what price points do you think really they could, they'll be able to slide in a 24-inch monitor at a premium? Uh, price for the point?
3: professional group, yes, for a $2,500 24-inch, that can do that. Uh, medical imaging—that's huge. You need yeah, high uh, contrast true. for radiography, crap like that. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. going to be that's key, and are who will buy it up in droves. Yeah,
4: and you know, I mean that that might be the reason that we see the 30-inch first. Yeah, because there's probably some kind of supplier for medical specific
0: gear. That well, I mean, you, I mean, you saw the twenty-five, sixty by sixteen hundred thirty-inch first as well, right? That seems to be. No, I mean, for the OLED. Right, but I'm saying like it makes sense. Like the thirty-inch form yeah, yeah, factor yeah. is kind of like professional level. Yep. We need this much space to maybe do something. Yeah, but that in um, this
4: case that might be driving specifically the OLED. Like, why is there a gap in the middle? Well, between thirteen and thirty, you need internally. a market. Yeah. You need more than just consumers buying it. To kind of get it rolling.
0: right? So, I'm pretty excited for that. Uh, The other stuff at Dell, Josh, I think we'd already talked about it during the week the uh, convertible two in one. uh, And I have an XPS 15 on the way here as well, Mm -hmm. I think, this week. Which should be. Oh, wait, that's a beautiful. beautiful That one's got the camera on the top. XPS 15 does? I think it has it. I don't know if it does or not. Or does it have a thin bezel like that?
2: I think it It uh, definitely has a thin bezel. I, I think
0: it's on the bottom still. I was thinking oh, of man. another laptop we saw. Yeah, that was a Lenovo something something. I put that camera. It in was the them. Lenovo 710s. The idea of that, 710s. Yeah, 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 yeah. know yeah, the webcam's not at the top anymore. Yeah. Uh, good there, Josh. Ready to go on? Yeah. All right. Let's talk about uh, a price cut to a video card. Um, no new GPUs coming out anytime soon, but we do have a price cut to the AMD Radeon R9 Nano. This is a card that originally launched at six hundred forty nine dollars but Jeremy is getting a pretty significant drop, it seems, this week.
1: It sure as hell does. Uh, 150 bucks off of any card is impressive. So at 500 bucks, I think this is gonna be a little bit more attractive to that, that segment that we've already identified, which is people who want a really compact, powerful gaming PC. And this is how you're gonna do it. Uh, the nothing matches the nano in this size factor. At five hundred dollars, I think it's going to be a little bit less uh, daunting for people to pick up, especially if it does hit five hundred dollars, right. uh, six fifty. You know, as we have mentioned before, it's it's hitting that edge of yeah. Maybe I don't need the power. Maybe I'll get something a little bit bigger. Uh, and there's the fact that you know you have to be careful about the, the cases that you choose, and you guys have covered that very well. And right. which cases work and. The fact that if you know a guy with a drill press, you'll be really happy and want to take your case over there. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I think it makes it an already interesting part uh, even more interesting. Again, for that segment that is looking for a ridiculously tiny, powerful card.
0: So here's here's my question: Is this a? So I, we already know the answer to this. Yeah. The six forty nine price that competed against the GTX nine eighty Ti mm-hmm. in terms of performance. And it had no real competitor in like the small form factor size at 499. Now it competes against the GTX 980, not the mm-hmm. 980 Ti. So it puts itself in a very uh, in a much better uh, positioning performance comparison wise, right, um, against Nvidia. But it also does the same thing against AMD's Radeon parts, right? So how much is a Fury? Fury is like 549. I Yeah, think. five and change. Yeah. So this is now lower than that, yep, um, and performs really close to it, yeah, right. Because the 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 thing about the Nano is it's the same number of shaders, stream processors as the Fury X, but ran at slightly lower, cons- you know, consistently slightly lower clock speeds. Um, so that kind of creates an interesting um, debate in AMD's own internal line as well, uh, and obviously you know. As happy as we are to see price cuts come to things, in general, that means that the Nano didn't sell as well as they would like, right? You don't drop a
3: card one hundred fifty dollars if it's selling extremely well. So, right. um, well, I remember when we you originally reviewed this that I I had said, "Don't you think it's a little too expensive?" And you're like, "Well, you know, it doesn't pull a lot of power and it's a form factor." It's like, yep. "Yeah, but I think a few of us were should 'Shouldn't it be like a five hundred dollar card?'" And and yep. you said, "Ha ha, yep. Cassandra." I don't believe you. <laughs> well, and, and I,
0: that was how, I mean, the positioning of it was such that uh, they were hoping that the benefits of size and power would outweigh its deficits in performance per dollar. Yeah, so you're paying a premium for the You're small paying size. a premium for the form factor. Mm-hmm. And it would seem that the people weren't, the people, the, the consumers, weren't as willing to pay that premium for form factor in graphics cards. Right, which is yep. what something AMD is hoping, and I, I still think it's an interesting angle to take. But being that this drop happens like this, I don't expect. I don't, I would not expect there to be a, you know, Polaris Nano. But maybe there would be because now the power consumption on it is is so much significantly lower than on Fiji or Hawaii. Um, they that can keep it clocked higher. Most they the can time. keep it clocked higher, right? Maybe, maybe all of their cards are nano sized when they come out in Polaris. I don't know, right? Well, not all of them. Uh, maybe all of them because they have no need to go bigger. Yeah, but we don't that. see HBM on everything. No, but yeah, okay, yeah. So form factor wise, that would, that would, that would be a concern. Um, but it, it was interesting to see uh, if you're interested in that card. I mean, it's just it's that much more compelling now. Right? And it may even be compelling, even if you don't give a crap about Form Factor.
3: Right, It may be that... Uh, it just, still doesn't pull a huge amount of power. Yeah, And it, it runs fairly cool.
0: Yeah, and it, it's, it's, it's going to compete right? well against the GTX 980 in performance. Yeah, yeah, It's cute. It is adorable, as Ken says. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at that. It's so adorable. Adorable. So, so cute. So cute. Um, so what else we got next? We have... Um, this was posted up by Scott. This is something we, it came out, uh, Scott posted this in December, but we missed it through the holidays and then CES, um, where the University of Colorado Boulder, uh, created a photonic IC. Somebody want to explain this one to me? It's just, uh, it's communication.
4: It's how the chip is communicating on and off chip.
0: On and off the chip or on and off die on the same chip? Uh, well, it's the... Between the, chips. The photonic,
4: yeah, it would be between... From this chip to the next chip, okay. Like, uh, imagine you know all of your pins to connect your CPU to whatever, right. Replaced with just some optics.
0: Okay, I. Okay, I think okay. I saw a demo of this as well at an Intel Labs thing several years ago as well, mm-hmm. where there you was might have. this is where they this saw is pretty this is pretty far along though. This is where they have
4: memory, CPU, and all of the photonic circuitry all on the same die.
0: In, in is, that die shot, bit, can we tell, like, which uh, part is the photonic? The photonic
4: should be that huge chunk of stuff on the left, like the left corner, this big, large.
0: Oh, really? That's, I thought that would have been the processor. But no, I can see the processing blocks below that. And then it looks like cache over there to the right. It's hard to tell. but
4: uh, Let's see. Memory on top. Compute cores to the right. right.
0: Yeah. Okay.
3: Party in the back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so... Um, uh,
3: yeah, it's
4: just like you—you you have to make. You're basically making like on die circuits that can produce light,
3: which is uh, tricky. Ah,
0: okay,
4: yeah. yeah, right. Like it's not an easy thing to do. Like it's the yeah. reason
3: that, you know. And it's it, got to turn on and off really, really, really fast. Uh, yeah, that too. Yeah, persistence so, is going to be a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but um,
4: I mean that's that's like kind of a big deal, right? If you can. Like, think about that. It, a lot of your limits on, like, communication is just how fast can you push electrons through something. Right. Right? Well, that's not a thing. Lights, light
0: use, is faster than a light. When you're
4: using light, it's just right. speed of light. Like, electron... It's okay. Like, my high school electronics, you know, teacher always used to say, like, speed of light minus resistance when he's talking about, like, through a wire. Oh, like, right. Like, conduction through a wire, right? Well, now you don't have resistance. Now you just got speed of light. Right. And you don't have to worry about extra power. To overcome all that resistance, yeah, but the speed
3: of light is still slower when you're doing through fiber optics. That is true. It's a medium. That is true. It is a medium. It's, it's got to bounce, dog. It's got to, yeah. Amen, brother.
0: <laughs> I got to bounce. Let's mo- speaking of which, we got
3: We got to bounce <laughs> on to
0: the next story. <laughs> Boom. Uh, Synology has released a new NAS. Yep. Uh, disk station DS416, lowercase j. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, that's how they do their. What's the lowercase j stand for? Uh, it's just. J-Bob. They've just had <laughs> Jimmy Rig. J's on these things for a while now. Um, the four means it's four bays. Okay. Um, Not
0: externally addressable. Uh, what? Like I can't get to the hard drives without taking something apart.
4: Oh, I think it's just like a cover that comes off pretty. Oh, okay. On the gotcha. front. They didn't gotcha. show it in any of the pictures, but nope. it's just like kind of a new design. I think that's just like a magnetic. Gotcha. Like just I see the front, on the droids and stuff. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what we got here? It's got a couple of USBs out the back. One's uh, USB two, the other one's USB three. Um, this is going to use that same. We're, we reviewed uh, a couple of these over in past years, and their software is actually pretty cool and lets you even mount, like you plug in a USB external drive. Yeah. And it like just atta- it just attaches it, uh, and just kind of hangs it off of its own device as if it was just another folder underneath that hmm. device on your network. Okay. Um and you can do stuff like automatically back up like to the drive like connect a really big USB external drive and it can just automatically like back up to that. Things like that. You know, there's all kinds of flexibility in that in the software from the Synology NAS stuff. Um, so this guy has uh It seems so crazy
0: to, uh, sorry to interrupt it it seems so crazy to so many people like the idea that you just said what? of taking a big external USB drive. Yep and hooking it up to your NAS. Yep. To back up your NAS, nope. So many people just reala- think that well, oh well, this is the backup. They assume that the NAS right, is the like backup. this is the backup. Was well, like, well, no, actually, you st- it's well, just because it's the, not on your computer doesn't mean it won't crash. The,
4: the NAS is the backup as long as you have another a local copy, copy or like, something. Yeah. yeah, if you if your computer drive can fit all of your stuff, and then you also have a NAS, then you're good, relatively, right? Yeah, uh, but that's not the case for most Could people.
0: Could you plug in like a, a WD something to that, have it all back up to it? Just and just then like plug a, in another WC Daisy chain <laughs> I don't know how hands. it would handle I don't know how to handle that plug two USB ports I don't know I'm just sorry
4: um, <laughs> but yeah so you can do stuff like that you can um, uh, the the big push for this one is that the specs are better it's a faster CPU Um... In this case, it's a dual-core...
0: Marvell yeah. Armada 88F6828 dual-core CPU <laughs> running at 1.3 gigahertz.
4: Sounds like a robot that can't say gigahertz. Giggle hertz. Um So that lets the write speeds uh, go up significantly in this case. They're claiming like 101 meg per second, something like that, on writes. And that's also considering like it's an array, it's like RAID, right. and stuff like that. So you're still able to push... Over 100 second writes to your NAS is pretty darn good. Yeah. Um, and then the reads are we just... We've been a long time without being able to do that in this office. That is <laughs> that is true. That is true. Which is um, really stupid. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty good, especially considering this is a very low power device. They're saying, like, while the drives are... Like, like, while accessing drives, this thing draws 22 watts. Not counting the drives? I'm guessing not counting the drives. <laughs> okay. Because the drives... Four drives is gonna draw more than twenty-two watts. pipe I
0: would think so. Yeah.
4: Um. So, thirteen watts hibernating, and then if you have like any kind of decent NAS hard drives and they're in their standby state, then they're basically just not drawing anything anyway. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean that's that's great for you know something that's gonna sit in your house all the time, on all the time, twenty-four-seven. You don't want it drawing, you know, like having several light bulbs on all the time. That would
0: kind of add up, right? Um, so, pretty cool. Cool. Um, what else we got? Seagate breaking into the helium market with a 10-terabyte enterprise capacity hard drive. Yep. I was not expecting this at all. Surprise! Surprise!
3: Why
4: would
0: we launch this at CES? That would be stupid. Uh, it would have been nice to launch it at CES, but um, but they didn't. I mean, um, so the quick dirty is, what's what's the imp- importance of a helium drive?
4: So, the importance... It's not so much the importance... Less it's density. It's that... Uh, so, you have HGST which is the company that makes the HE series Enterprise Drives. Stands for Helium. Helium. Started with the HE6, which mm-hmm. was six terabytes, right? Man, that, I love that. Okay. That was like two or three years back. That was a while ago, yes. And at the time, like that was like the first one. I have such a high capacity, and it's like, oh my goodness. And, but realized that they had to take like, it took them a while to even get to that point. Like they were talking about it a year before they even launched the drive. Mm-hmm. And they've been iterating on that through several generations, and now they're, as of like December, they're making a HE-10, which is, you know, 10 terabyte helium-filled. So that's their third generation. It took them three generations to get to 10 terabytes, right? Seagate says C-gate F all that. Is it's just 10, like, terabytes no, today. screw it. we just figure out this helium stuff. We got it in the bag. Okay, corporate boom, 10 terabytes. Like, just all cor- at the same
0: time. Corporate espionage?
2: Uh, I don't know. I hope You not. can't sign non-competes in California. There you
4: go. Um, <laughs> I will say this. I kind of think that this. this
0: I mean, it sounds easy to me. You take a hard drive, fill it with helium. Boom. Well, done. yeah.
4: But the trick is, you know, you're. It's got to be hermetically sealed now. It's not vented. Hard drives previously. Duct- so you can cover it. the hole. Yeah. Well, there is no hole Duct- to cover.
3: Take. Like I'm telling you, this is not even a hole. <laughs> um, I'm gonna cover that hole whether you like it or not.
4: Yeah. So, um, and, and that's and and stuff like that will should considerably increase the uh, reliability. Of drives because you don't have to worry about the environment anymore. Like it's just a sealed environment. So so the
0: the thing where Josh would like take his hard drives, uh, uncover uh-huh. the hole, and like sprinkle d- like sand oh, over yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Just so he could continue to have a job like- as an IT professional. <laughs> okay, now Wait, you're secrets.
4: And just uh, stick. I've stick been things, doing this wrong all these years. Stick instead in of a hole. can of
0: air, he's got a can of, s- of very fine sand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's, just he's, like all 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 he's just
2: grinding drywall. In, over In all two this.
0: weeks, you're going to need a hard drive replacement.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he's using that soap with the microbeads and just kind of squirting it in there. <laughs> bubble tea. He's going to use but, um, bubble um,
4: tea. <laughs> that you know that that is that does make kind of a big deal. Like uh, something like this, that's a sealed drive. You could yeah. use in like very low pressure environments because the pressure inside the drive is not going to change. It's sealed. Except when it's cold, uh, the temperature shouldn't
0: change it that much. I mean, it's going to have an I operating
4: know. range of temperature. We right? had this
0: discussion when uh, we had our a helium drive show up. I was like, "Oh, it was really cold," and it was like a balloon. Does it like shrink a little bit? <laughs> Did the drive shrink. Does the drive shrink when it gets really cold? Because it's sealed is, no. in, a, in the
1: helium. Expan- no, apparently yeah. not. Um, yeah, the one in Josh's house would be slightly larger than the one in your house. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So
0: that's how it works. <laughs> So this is, I mean,
4: you know, this is a good thing, right? There's seven, pl- sure. they're, they're able to fit seven platters. Did in they say much the straw. terabyte drives. They did not, from? but I would suspect it would be comparable to the uh, HGST ten terabyte drive, which we also don't have pricing on. <laughs> cool, useful, useful. Um, but it's probably going to be, I would imagine, like less than a grand mm-hmm. for ten terabytes. Shingle drive? No. This one's not. This is not shingle. Yep. This is not the HGSTs an archive drive. Uh, no. Oh. No no no. The Seagate uh 8 terabyte archive drive shingled. is shingled. It's a shingled mag- magnetic drive. It
0: makes it sound like it has that disease. I don't like that.
4: It has shingles. It's got a rash. It's got <laughs> pot for adults. Um it's, it's 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 you might as well call it the same thing because you can't like you pretty much have to uh, SMR drives you have to just write very large things to and you can't do any kind of random writes. Yeah. It just chokes on them. God, um, that's just begging for me to talk. <laughs> It's no, so big, no, it's, it just chokes on No, it. it's not. It can only do big things.
0: Um, let's, uh, let's talk about shipping manifests. What? Oh, my favorite time. This, this is our favorite part of the PC Perspective podcast where we talk about shipping manifests. I actually
2: really do like this when people... I think this is that, hilarious. ...that people pour through this shit. Yeah. This,
0: so, so uh, Jeremy, what are, we, what are we looking at here? This is a shipping manifest from Taiwan to Bangalore that tells us what...
1: Well, it tells us that this is still a great place to get scoops because the last couple of shipping manifests we've looked at have been going the same route. Uh, but <laughs> what we're seeing is what could be a GP104 NVIDIA GPU that doesn't match what we thought the GP100 series was going to be like. So these chips are and a half by 37.5 millimeter packaging as opposed to the 55mm we were expecting, which was also going to use HBM2. And the pin count of 2152 also leads you to sort of think this might be the new one, but the speculation coming from a couple of sites uh, like 3dcenter.org is that this makes it far more likely it's going to be using uh, GDDR5 or one of the newer GDDR5 uh, X-type memories that we will be seeing very soon. And not HPM, which is interesting because NVIDIA told us that they'd be using HPM on Pascal.
0: Right. I I mean, so this is... It's supposed to be GP104, which is... Um, not the full-size chip, not the biggest chip that they would make, in theory, if they continue with the trends that they have had in the past. Um, so it would appear that similar to what we saw with AMD's lineup, wherein the highest-end cards in the stack might use HBM and the, and the, the mainstream enthusiast and below uh, might not. Um, does that seem to make relative sense to you, Josh?
3: No. Oh. Oh. Okay, you know, the one interesting thing that uh, I kind of have an interesting uh, problem. Interesting about.
0: What is the interesting thing with the interesting problem that you have an interesting thing? Okay,
3: go back to that uh, thingy, you know, that picture of the invoice of the shipping manifest. Manifest. What the hell does 650 watts TEC mean? TEC, Thermoelectric Cooler. Oh. Do you really need a 650 watt TEC for a mid-range Pascal based on GDDR5? I want to see the casing on that.
0: No, you wouldn't. Um, but it could just be over purchasing for a 500 watt. Even I mean, I mean, like I don't know. How, what, what was the? I mean, the cooler on the Fury X is rated at what 500 watts? They said, right? Is that what they said in their launch things? You can be able to clock it. It's got a cooler capable of cooling 500 yeah, watts. And yeah. it was like, oh my god, that's crazy. Yeah, but would this part
4: really draw that much?
0: No, there's no way. No. Unless it was a dual GPU part or something like that. Yeah,
4: but they wouldn't.
0: Like would you launch with a yeah. dual GP one hundred four? There's there's just a lot of there's a lot of, uh, a lot of the numbers don't huh. make sense in this thing from VR. Yeah, huh? The VR card. The VR card. Yeah, like if you had a dual GP one hundred four card, I guess that might that might make sense, mm-hmm. right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It'd be, it be it would be um a unique approach, something we haven't <laughs> seen before, right? To launch with the dual GPU uh,
3: variant there. um by the way, we've got a 650 watt uh, TEC thing that you somehow need to power, so you need a 1200 watt power supply, or we will send this nice external adapter to plug into the wall directly. Wouldn't be the first time. And you go ahead and cool that.
4: I would, would that have to have like three eight pin connectors or something, or way more than that?
0: Let's it's see what they order here.
1: Twenty vac. Yeah, plug that you just plug in. Yeah, through. it just
4: has it just has a. Uh, you know,
0: yeah. Or it could be that this is all just like testing, testing materials, equipment. and you know, in there, that's what uh, Chris in the chat room is saying. This is just test equipment. They only ordered three of them. Whatever. Yeah, it could be. Maybe they um, don't want that to be the
2: limiting factor as they test the GPU. So.
0: so all this being aside, like, wouldn't you I mean, would you still expect there to be a division between some cards in the Pascal stack will use HBM and some will not?
3: Yes. Yeah. So Absolutely. That, that, that part makes sense to me. HBM is still expensive uh even you know an interposer by itself even if even though it 's a big piece of silicon it 's less complex than a gPU or CPU so you can produce those a lot more easily in faster time because you're you 're dealing with a hundred micrometers versus much smaller than that yeah and all you're doing is interconnects. Like, yeah, know, there's no certain. so on it's there. just pathways. You know, you still are reticle limited. You've got a, a. You only have you know so big that you can make this damn thing. Right. You can do some tricks to possibly make it larger, but it becomes a lot less economical. Especially when you're saying, "Oh well, you know, I've, I've got this big silicon wafer that I purchased and." I've only got three interposers that I'm able to harvest from this one wafer. And even though silicon wafers are, are cheap relatively, it still adds up big, especially if you're getting a couple of really big pieces of silicon out of it. <clears throat> um, the memory itself, hbm 2 I mean, we haven't seen any examples yet. We don't know what uh, yields and whatnot are going to be like. They're not going to be bad, probably, but still, it's it's... A technology and probably the biggest cost is integration of all the pieces onto one interposer. Uh, you've got just thousands of, of you know, connect. balls yeah. that you gotta <laughs> connect. <laughs> to you gotta, you to gotta the traces. grab them. Gotta and, grab uh, them all at the same time. You know, time. It's, it's, everything's gotta be pretty in their set and all the electrical connections going for these thousands and thousands of pins everywhere. And, and it's just, it's a new technology and they're still working out some of the kinks. So, yeah, it it would not surprise me that mid-range and below is going to be GDDR5, and it's only going to be higher-end parts, which is going to be 450 and above, will have HPM. Other than that, I think it becomes too uneconomical Mm. for them to do HPM kind of across the board. GDDR5 is just cheap.
1: Fair enough. reminds me of back in the day when you got the cards that had GDDR and then the ones that had DRAM as a very as a cheaper alternative.
0: Well I mean even re- more recently that than that there were some game. cards that had GDDR5 and then DDR3 like on the yeah. low low end cards. Um, so I mean yeah I mean, you you could you could build a GPU that could do those you, but the GPU has to be built differently to handle GDDR versus HBM. Correct, right? So you're going to have two you can't different have one um, GPU that memory
3: controllers unless yeah. they did some interesting design that you could handle both
0: no way. I mean, Nobody could do that. The, yeah, the I mean,
3: interface is going to be so different. I mean, you've got a, wait, what, a 1024 wide interface on right. one, and then the other is going to be 512 at most. No, it's 4,096 wide. Yes. On HBM.
1: So yeah. you're saying they're going to have uh, three and a half gigs of HBM2 memory and <laughs> half a gig of GTPR5?
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you're opening up the can of worms. And it'd be three gigs, because you just rip that True. one memory module off, and you've got... <laughs> yeah. You know, well, somebody won something. the
0: Powerball. Did you guys win the Powerball?
3: I haven't checked.
0: Too bad. Dude, the, winners your... in, the winner's in California. Just yeah. <laughs> you ticket in California. <laughs> There's one winner? So far. That's what so they far. say so far. That's what they say. I'm sure, I'm sure it's still me. It's so, I mean, we should know this instantly.
4: Yeah, well, they have to come forward. (laughs) The person has to know.
2: We we should know that there was one, two, or five winners. winners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we shouldn't have to wait for states to
4: report. They have those stats. Like they said, there was like 114 people or something up till now that had won over a million bucks, but didn't claim because they just figured, "Ah, I didn't win the Powerball, and they didn't realize you had secondary prizes for like if you got really, really close.
0: Yeah. Oh well. Tough luck for them. Yep. Haha. <laughs> uh, ha. Report. AMD Carrizo FM2 Plus processor listings appear online. Um, okay. A pair of unreleased AMD Athlon X4 processors appeared in a supported CPU list on Gigabyte's website since removed. Mm-hmm. Long enough to give away some information about the new FM2 Plus models. An X4 835, X4 845, both 65-watt 65, 65 quad-core parts that are based on Excavator. Anything interesting about these other than the last two letters K-A Confirm the CPUs are based on Carrizo?
3: Uh, they're, they're 65 watts. That's kind of interesting. We don't know what uh, clock speeds. Somebody was mentioning upwards of 3.5 gigahertz. Of course, that's with a um, excavator dual core, well, dual module, four core, and uh, no graphics, which is I, I can see it happening. Um, and, you know, AMD's Producing these in mass quantities, and suddenly they're going to bin them out. And there are some that just won't work in the uh, you know, 15 to 25 watt. Does it go up to 35 watt with Carrizo, or just 25? I think it's 25, right?
0: Um, I, I don't remember. Okay,
3: for the mobile, it's I think it is 25 watts max. Other than that, it, it starts getting really efficient, inefficient, <clears throat> 65 watts. It's you know it's not doing fantastic and, and 95 watts is just out the window. So, uh, what you have is is probably scavenged parts that they want to sell because they still work and they work at that TDP and speed. So they're going to probably sell them, and they want to because nobody likes inventory. Nope, hates nobody. Is
0: it. Nobody. We like to have it, but you want to sell it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about SSDs and my eventual target to have a ten cent per gigabyte SSD on the market by the end of 2016. <laughs> and not with this one. I don't. Not not with this one. But look, we have we have forced so much change upon the industry. I don't understand why you aren't using the power of positive thinking that we could do this as well. Mm-mm. How about a 13 terabyte SSD? A ah, very like tall it. two and a half inch drive, very thick two and a half inch drive, but it's, a 13. It's, it's, Nine and a, half two and, and a half inches thick. Oh, it's really not that big then. Okay.
4: No, it's, it's the old school SSD thickness.
0: Okay. Nine and a half millimeter thick, 13 terabyte, two and a half inch SATA SSD from a company called Fixstars. Yep. Japanese company uh, geared towards media streaming and recording. Yeah, right? I mean, So you put these in making, your red cameras and yeah, stuff like that. That's what they're for. That's yeah.
4: what they're for. They're meant for just like, if you're writing to it, you're only meant to be writing like sequential, large, you know, streams, high bandwidth. That's it. And then you basically, this is what you put in your RED camera, you record to it, because you just need a lot of storage that you can write to quickly, and then you stick it in whatever hard drive dock you have sitting next to your really, really expensive video editing rig that's editing 8K raw you know, footage out of a RED camera, and then you just dump it all over to that. But if right. you were to fill this thing all the way up and empty it onto your uh, editing rig, that the total evolution would take you 14 hours. 14 hours of write. It to write fully. it fully and yeah. read it fully <laughs> yeah how much did we say this costs uh we suspect it's 13 grand so
0: oh. a buck a gig so a dollar a gig not so that's funny because it's not an exorbitant like it's a it's high not, price it's not per an insanely gig, high price no. but it's like we still there are still ssds that are out there sure. that we talk about all the time that are a dollar a gig this one just happens to have a lot of gigs yes so and it adds up i was really hoping this was gonna be 1300 dollars, guys I did find it interesting. There's only it's, one zero off.
4: I, I found it interesting <laughs> that the that the multiple is not. First of all, the multiple is not a power of two. Like you know, it's like four terabyte SSDs, eight terabyte SSDs. Sure, these guys make a ten and a thirteen in this thing. Is that it's just like,
0: their pr- over provisioning uh, methods? I mean, maybe, maybe, I, maybe. it's got to be what it is. I guess, or, or I maybe know. it's because you can't buy die that are different yeah
4: and and they also say like as a little disclaimer, it's a uh, power of ten numbers. So when they say 13 terabytes, they mean it in hard disk drive terms, 13 terabytes right uh, not like you know, so it ends up working out to something like eleven point8 if you actually wanted to do like a computer you know capacity math computer math. It, it, yeah. That's so you so you I lose, hear computers excel at that. Basically you lose over a terabyte just <laughs> uh, based on the fact that you're going to put this in a computer thing.
0: Yeah, so 13 terabyte SSD sounds amazing guys, but sorry, it's not what I wanted. It's not the price tag I wanted. Yeah, no
4: We need it, it much cheaper. Although you do, you were doing math and if it was 10 cents a gig, it'd be $1300. $1300 hours for yeah. 13 terabytes. Yeah, that's, what it, gonna be, and, that's what it's going to be. That's what it's going to be. And that's why it's completely unrealistic.
0: That's going to happen. Of a price. Like, literally at CES, we saw 13 and a 13.5 cent per gig I know. SSD. I know. A 4 terabyte SSD. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I didn't say we'd get a 250 gig drive for 25 bucks.
4: <laughs> that drive was, oh man, it was like Deathwish Raid for SSDs. Who
0: cares? You're okay. always supposed to have a backup, Alan. I'm going to go back in time and look through all the products that had RAID 0 arrays that you liked in SSD technologies. Okay. And they were there. So you're going to like this yeah, one because it's going to be 13.5 cents per gig. Because we're going to make you like it. And then it's going to be on sale, and it'll be like 10.9 it's, cents it's, per gig. And that counts because I round down. But it's a RAID behind a J-micron RAID chip. Don't care. <laughs> we'll see uh, how it performs. Yeah. Okay. You, ha- you don't know?
4: How you bad is know.
3: latency going to get?
4: Yeah. Really? The latency, the latency of most uh, SSDs that are like RAIDs behind a, a chip. The latency was because they were using SandForce controllers.
0: We'll see. There you go. Boom. fixed. Most of
4: the latency is yeah. from the SSD controllers that were all behind the RAID. Yeah. So you're yeah. you're fine.
0: Uh,
3: Put yeah. bitchin'. Jeez. Anyway. Okay. Uh,
0: the eight- Happy for a change. So our final story, the 8-bit guy on computer performance. I have to admit, I did not watch this video. Did anybody watch this video? Or uh, the 8-bit guy who did the videos that we've talked about before about, like, uh, early computer graphics, how they did early computer graphics, how they did early computer audio. It was actually really, really, really interesting stuff. Um, but here he talks about uh, uh, basically how processor performance has improved. Um, his main argument is that software seems to have slowed down relative to hardware. Um, yeah. I you think I so? Mean, as far as like what? I feel like hardware slowed down first. As far as like it's... Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, so here's the thing. Like, like the gigahertz race happened, it crashed, uh, and we it, went to the is, core race. Does it race. mean like
4: like perceptively the software slowing down compared to the hardware? or like? I, I'm
0: sure that's what it is. Like it's just yes. bulky and stuff, yeah. right?
4: Because like back in the day... Like early PC gaming days, you had some amazing stuff come out that was just doing like magical things
1: on a given set of hardware. Um when like Yeah, he's he's more focused on general computer usage. Yeah. So web browsers don't launch that much quicker. But right,
4: right, right. And right, again, you yeah. yeah. didn't
1: have eighty seven tabs open back in the day. Cool. Well, uh too. just sort of general desktop programs. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not a huge difference. Well, apart from the SSD, which He's leaving out because he's talking CPUs and GPUs. And, well, you know, uh, in a way, the funny thing is when competition starts to slow down, that has an effect on the race. And to be honest, right now the race is more efficiency than power. Like things aren't getting necessarily faster, they're just... You mean
0: performance, efficiency, not performance. Yeah, Yeah, okay, efficiency, not performance. Yeah,
1: yeah. And Scott sort of goes in to say that uh, another level to that is... Well, the CPU level maybe isn't changing at the drastic pace that we used to see it change at. GPUs are, uh, and software that leverages GPU power is. So while you've still got uh, CPUs slowly gaining uh, in performance, but more so in efficiency, the software is now dealing a lot more with tossing tasks off to the GPU. And as he sort of puts it, uh, the CPU is just sort of there to make sure that the... Uh, uh, what did he say there? Uh, the frame train uh, is kept full for the GPU. And that does add software bloat when you're now making calls to a GPU through the CPU as opposed to just this is a purely CPU task. It's it's a movie you should watch. It's kind of neat. Gotcha. And I definitely read Scott's little take on it because, yeah. uh, you know, as he has spent some time programming, he, he's got a, a rough idea what, where of what he speaks. Just a little...
0: Biohazard in the chat says this all started when he tried to run modern software on an old Intel MacBook and found that it ran all right. Yeah. Interesting. Very cool stuff. Uh, Let's get into our hardware software picks of the week, everybody. Um, Hope everybody's excited for this. Mine is a battery.
4: A bigger it battery explode. than used to have.
0: No, I, well, I mean, I don't think it'll explode. This is the Dell Power Companion six-cell eighteen thousand milliamp hour battery pack. Six cell? Six cell? Six. six. It's I'm, eighteen thousand. has gotta be a typo. Okay, it's eighteen thousand milliamp hours, based on the metrics on here. Because the one we started to bust open over there. Not all cells are the same size. Okay. Because Lenovo has 6-cell batteries that are 50-something watt-hours and yeah, yeah. some that are 72-watt-hours. So, hmm. uh, But this is an 18,000 milliamp-hour battery. It uh, comes with dongles to uh, – it's built by Dell to, like, power your laptop.
4: Yeah. Right? Just like a dedicated laptop charging cord.
0: Right. And then it has two USB ports on it as well. So uh, guessing, super handy if you travel. I'm guessing, like, 2-amp. Yeah, probably. there are 2-amp outputs on it, kind of your standard 2-amp, you yeah. know, good. You yeah, know, yeah. Uh, 2 amp outputs is the charging thing the same thing that would go into the laptop so yeah the, it, the, it this charges through the laptop charger cable that's why there's actually two ports on it like there's a small one and a big one yeah because it also comes with two cables, one with the small connection and one with the big connection. Because different kinds of laptops. Because there's just two laptops that have two different connection types. Oh look, well, I'm doing an infinite just, loop
4: there. You're charging itself from itself. That's interesting.
0: I often wonder how what will happen when you do this.
4: Uh, it'll so, heat up and explode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. You basically just made a bomb there. It's a good thing you diffused it uh, really quickly. Pulled it out. So um, to speak. So if that's you, right here on PC Pur, we just <sighs> we diffuse bombs. So what happens if you? So you take your laptop power supply. Yep. You plug it into that. Yep. You take that, you plug it in your laptop, right? And so it's now charging this, both. Now everything charges, all. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet.
0: Yeah, and so you keep this with you, you put it in line, and then like when I go out of town on a you know two day, three day trip, yeah, uh, two day trip probably at most, I don't, I, I can just bring this mm-hmm. with me and get a, a whole lot of, of juice on is it. Is that it's, like this well, is how, like what's how much is that compared to what's in your laptop? Maybe a half a full half battery or something like that.
4: So like fifty percent of it.
0: No, wait, wait, no, it's more than that. What is yeah. it?
4: Yeah, it's
2: like three and a half. Is it? No, because
0: nah, the, 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 the milliamp rating is at 5 volts, five volts. right, and not uh, 12 or 19. I don't remember which one that was at. Uh, well, yeah. I can tell you here in a second. Actually, I'll do it while we're, we're looking at other stuff. Now, the problem with these is that they're kind of expensive. This here on Amazon is uh, $105. So that's it's pricey, but it's a very pricey. It's a very high capacity battery. It is. It is high capacity. It comes with the cables to work with your device. Not only that, but here's the
4: thing: you're not getting like some random supplier. Yeah. High capacity battery pack. Like those are going to be like good quality cells. I would assume it's the same ones they're using in their laptops. Yeah. So there's going to be like they're going to be like Sanyo cells or Panasonic cells mm-hmm. in there, not the ones that end up being rated a lot less than what you actually are getting out of the cells that are in the pack. Right so
0: i and i had i had a twelve uh twelve thousand milliamp hour version of it as well previously so um but and, you, get, you know, you get some kind of warranty and stuff from a company, at least, that you've yeah. heard of. Um, so that's always a big thing You know, it's going to well. work with
4: at least the computer. – it is, it it is convenient
0: do. that it charges the laptop, especially. Yeah. Like that's it's got a pass-through really on it and that type of thing. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's really why, why I want it. I'll look up what, it, what its actual um, relation is to the, uh, to the battery inside this as well. So that is uh, my pick of the week. What do we have here from Jeremy? What do you got for us?
1: Well, uh, I sort of got annoyed with the, the strange buildup of cat hair and smoke particles and my keyboard slowly killing keys. So unlike a rational person, I didn't quit smoking. I bought a washable <laughs> keyboard. Hey, you know what? People, you know, you do what you got to do, right? And I mean, the, K1, the K310 the K from Logitech, which is what this is, uh, not only is it kind of snazzy, I mean, nice black and white. Yeah. Uh, the Canadian version is about half the price <laughs> of the American version. What? And... There's no and it's wash letters. Too bad. For whatever reason, they've included Arabic on it, as well as French and English. So I guess that's how Canadians uh, do their it's, business, huh? So I, I'm sure I'm on a list somewhere now. Uh, <laughs> but I, honestly, it, it's kind of nice. It's got a decent feel to it. It's not a hundred and thirty dollar mechanical keyboard. It has no backlights, and therefore, I love it. It,
3: <laughs> it. It's hard to
1: tell from I'm looking at the pictures of it, and it doesn't look
4: like. How is it actually water sealed? Because like there is a gap between the key
1: and no, the- you see everything on Look the back there. this picture. There? That is for easy draining of water. So oh, the inter- I, I haven't pulled it apart yet, but the internals are done a little bit differently. So instead of the nasty <laughs> membrane, which builds it up, blows me just away just, just looking at this. That. So, nice. so instead of electrolytes building up in between it because of nasty water, it just drains out just fine and is sealed in. And you can fit your fingernail underneath the keys, like. Right everything is completely o- and totally open and that is the
0: most fake looking kitchen by the way i've ever what seen what is that thing on the bottom
1: what is that logitech branded stick
4: on the bottom hmm? of it
0: what look at that this oh, right here th- th- on the bottom on the it's left. a squeegee it's a yes. it's a key remover yeah nah. that thing that
4: you just took no, off
0: it's a washer oh it's a brush i see oh brush brushy, brushy. Brushy.
1: look at that so the little stubborn stains out. Scrub,
4: scrub-a-dub-dub. <laughs> Your keyboard in the tub or something.
3: And Can I throw it in my has clothes has a washing machine? Cap on it. So yeah, you could <laughs> take a bath with, <laughs> with <laughs> it. <laughs> are, are you, can you well, put it in the dishwasher? We know the real reason that Jeremy bought this. I don't know. They put yeah, it in the yeah. sink. I mean, it's a little
2: hot for a dishwasher. It's
3: submerged in the for, sink. The like, nice. hot. It's it's yeah, left-hand they're...
0: compatible. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you could use it in the shower. Of course you can use it in the shower, Sebastian. The yeah! Sure, why not? Yeah. I mean, it's just—it's—it's just no different than this, literally. Now they just need a wa- a mouse that you can do the same thing with, and you'd be—you'd be, you'd be yeah. set. Uh,
3: okay, moving on. Joshy, Josh. Me. You know what? I I haven't <clears throat> done one of these in ages, but I saw it at CES. CES. The uh, the what? G five hundred two from yep. Logi, not yep. the Spectrum one that uh, you got for review, but just the regular, a little cheaper. You don't have the programmable RGBs. I know. I know that's taking a step backwards in <laughs> style and functionality, but it's a darn good my mouse, and it's on sale, sort of. But it's going to get dirty, and you won't be able to clean it.
0: This is um, – <laughs> I mean, you can try dumping dunking in water and see what happens to it. I, don't, I wouldn't mm-hmm. recommend it, I guess. No, no. Uh, I actually, this is my current favorite mouse as well, I have to admit. Um, I, on my desk right now, I have the G402. But at the GPU testbed, we have the G502 connected, uh, the same one, the Proteus core, and I like the way it feels better. And really, the only reason I'm not using it all the time is I'm too—I have been too lazy and forgetful to switch the two mice, um, which is kind of, you know, disappointing to say. But I, I like the way I like the weight of this one. It just—it's heavier than the 402. To the point that I enjoy it better, I think it works better. I can be more accurate with it. Um, the click of the wheel, uh, kind of as the, as the scroll works, is is nice. Uh, a lot of this type of stuff is personal preference, but um, uh, I, I think the G five hundred two is probably the best gaming mouse around right now. That's like a reasonable price yeah. as well. Uh, it is, and it actually apparently, and people on Amazon agree with me. Well, no, it's the number one bestseller in Mac gaming mice, <laughs> yeah. which is an odd... Is uh, there such category. a thing as
1: a Mac gaming mouse?
0: I, well, I mean, apparently... <laughs> They're still getting used to two buttons. Come on. The second one on that list is the Logitech MX Master Wireless, which Ken uses and likes a lot. And then the third one is e City Scroll X1. And it's for
3: four, 14.98. And it's $14. $14.98. You probably
1: can't
0: beat it for $14.98.
3: Yeah. Not. And yeah.
1: it's got a gold USB plug. Come on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. So there yeah. you go. Actually, okay, look at this. It's the number one bestseller in PC Gaming Mice, too. Why wouldn't they list that? That should be first. Like what, what? PC gaming is dead, man. Like, it's number one in PC Gaming Mice. It's number number two is the Razor Death Adder. Number three is some 999. Razer ripoff looking mouse, uh, and then you've got like the twelve dollar Red Dragon. Ooh, yeah. After the first two, you get into some uh, ripoffs. I'm telling you, man, Mac Gaming's where it's at. You play Lunatic Fringe with that freaking uh, Logitech G700s. Logitech S is still in there. The G602 is on there. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of this mouse. I agree with Josh on this. Uh, I think it'd be you'd, you'd be hard pressed to go wrong with it. And then if you want the RGB version, is that one actually for sale yet, Josh? Did you look? the spectrum is it the G502 spectrum proteus spectrum yeah yeah Nope. 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 not for sale yet <laughs> thanks amazon search yes. not it uh oh wait no here it is 79.99 in stock february or january 18th so okay yeah just we're close yep 5 days so 15 bucks more to get the rgb uh, lights in there if you boy those
3: rgbs like are worth it man
0: rgb's 5.8 r- r- billion colors or whatever rgb all Stupid the world
2: number
3: mhm is it 8 All. The things. I don't remember how many... Billions.
0: It's billions. Billions. All right, last but not least, Alan. Alan, show us what uh, you got, buddy. uh, Come on, come on, uh, let me see him.
4: You might be getting old soon. Not me. All all you young whippersnappers. Nope. Uh, Never getting old. So here's the thing. You get to the point where you kind of start to need glasses to be able to focus on close stuff, right? Problem is, you don't like carrying the damn things around. It's a huge pain in the butt. You don't know where to stick them, right? Who is eating whatever?
0: I, I don't know. Jeremy is making a cigarette. Jeremy's
4: like... That's what he's doing. That's actually what he's doing. Yes. All right. So um, I'm at one of the little expo things at CES, and there's this there's this guy uh, showing these things. It's like this really thin... It looks like a little credit card case. Pretty sure. Thin, yeah. You know, like you it is put, thin. It looks like one of those things you'd slide a couple of credit cards into mm-hmm. and that you would like stick on the back of your phone case or something. Except there is... <gasps> of reading glasses that these guys make really, really frickin' tiny.
3: God.
0: Well, okay, I'm glad you're appealing to our elderly audience. Yeah, yeah, I am. I am, am, I am, I am.
3: Not and, even I, who's like, older dude, than Alan, need reading glasses yet. There you go. <sighs> you usually you put them all I, I tried them on a couple of times, actually,
0: and the issue I have with them, and I, I'm curious your experience, like, if I, my glasses aren't perfectly level... It annoys the shit out of me. What I've noticed, like is sunglasses, it's not really my hard regular to... glasses that I have, if they're not like, if one of them is like this slightly, yeah. Oh man, it drives me nuts. Well, then you
4: just put them on straight when you put them on.
0: Yeah, but it looks like it'd be really hard to get them on straight the no. first time. Like you'd have it's to fiddle like, and adjust with them. Once you get used to it, it's like nothing.
4: It's like really easy, and they stay put relatively. Like they have. Yeah, I was going to say because when you read, you're usually looking
1: downwards.
4: Yeah, the, the guy told me the trick that they use. Uh, the nose pads are actually 120 grit sandpaper. <laughs>
1: So you can exfoliate as
4: you read. It exfoliates your nose for you as you're reading. But it's like you don't need like a huge set of like glasses. Or you're just trying to like you know you're just using your phone for a second up close. You want to look at something and you can't focus that. Close and you need you your old. shoes. And you need your glasses and, and your, your shoes. shoes so you can have. And not
3: them. only that, but you're gonna put one of those ropes around somehow or the edges and loop it around your neck, aren't you?
4: See, that's the thing I don't like. It's going to be a to do, chain. Right? You're going to have
3: those things. Yeah, I don't like that. It drives Whatever. me crazy.
4: I will so admit. I just need something to do some close-up work for, you know, a little bit. When then I, I'm done, <laughs> and then, like, they just kind of, like, fold. <laughs> oh, you can't, like. They just kind of, like, fold on themselves a little bit, and then they fit in the case. That's
0: I it. think. Th- those are neat. How much are they? 25 bucks. Yeah, okay. That's not bad. Um, I will say that when I see a guy that is wearing, like, pleated khakis. <laughs> And a button-up shirt with a sweater over it. Yeah. And he has reading glasses with like the the strap on him, like the, on his yeah, chest. Yeah. That guy knows his shit. That, that is doesn't... a guy that has invested in his four oh, hundred and one k. Oh. And he is set right. And when he wants to look at the New York Times, he pops those babies on. And when he's done, and he's going to talk some business with you, he throws them down. He doesn't worry about where they go. They're uh-huh. going to be on his chest later. Yeah, yeah. I he get knows. It. I get it. He knows where they're going to be. He just doesn't know how to get into his email. Just <laughs> yeah, he just needs to call IT support so he can get into his Googles. It happens. Uh, uh, so that's thin optics, stick anywhere, go everywhere. I think they're just called thin optics. Like thin that. optics, stick anywhere, Josh. <laughs> go everywhere. Reading glasses plus Universal podcast I'm case. sorry,
3: the one-eyed man cannot read.
0: Uh. No, the one-eyed man could. But the one-nosed, the the no-nosed guy would be okay. And it's like I forget. I've got an issue with this marketing. Really? Just show old people. Yeah, this that's kind of a
2: joke. Don't show people in their like their thirties using reading glasses. Look at that. Just show old people. Come on. What?
4: That guy's like forty. No, he's not. not. He's like twenty-eight. Yeah, that's true.
0: (laughs) The the like just (laughs) market research. No, but they, they, they're they hoping is that the older people that wear them will think it makes them look yes, younger, yeah. right? Let's,
4: I, I bet that's come it. Come on, man.
0: This is how, this is how marketing That
4: works. is not why I'm using them. I just want to be able to see my damn phone. Uh-huh. <laughs> Likely story. Uh, just saying.
0: Uh, all right. So that's it, everybody. Uh, that is the podcast for this week. I apologize uh, that none of you yeah, won you the Powerball. apologize for Ball. the
3: brevity of it?
0: no 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 we, don't, no, we no. don't know that none of them won the Powerball yet somebody in Chino Hills California has won Powerball
4: listen if one if you happen to be a listener that's and you true. won the Powerball I'd like to remind you
0: of our Patreon that's right if you won the Powerball or even if you won a subset of the Powerball a couple million dollars yeah, yeah. right let me remind you about supporting your favorite tech podcast at patreon.com slash pcper and again I'll show you uh, that page right here um like I said, uh, uh, go to that page. You can read the backstory about why we're doing it and why we want to do it, uh, what the rewards are you get. You can see our upcoming goal here. Uh, I think at $1,000, um, we will start – we're going to make uh, – can have more work to do by setting up a video podcast RSS feed. <laughs> people have asked for that for a while. That actually, will, that actually does co- – that honestly does cost us money each Bandwidth. month because that means we have to actually host a video version of the podcast for people to download, um, yep. uh, and we pay you know, per gigabyte of, of downloading. It's interesting because you know when you have an RSS subscription to something, uh, sometimes you just download it, it downloads automatically, and you don't really care if you ever listen to it or not. Yep. Right. If if you have like five thousand people download a four or five gigabyte video <laughs> file, that ends vi- they never watch it because they don't really care. <laughs> or whatever. It's like you know what? Actually, that's like a hundred gigs of bandwidth. And yeah. Okay. That's that's not an insignificant amount of money. It's not a ton of money from Amazon. Yeah. Uh, but it is something there. Um, so if we reach a thousand, you'll see the next goal. Uh, I think what was the? I think we have two thousand is to you know like beef up uh, uh, personnel. Three thousand was. Um, uh, we do the mailbag show. Four thousand was beef up personnel again. Five thousand was the weekly gaming show as well. Uh, and I think no ads ever on any PC Pro product was seventy thousand dollars a month. So if somebody wants to win the Powerball, they want to gift everybody uh, n- an ad free everything all the time. It's just seventy grand a month.
3: Just seventy grand a month. That's that's, that's inexpensive at half
1: the price. Okay. It is. It is. Yes. Wait. Otherwise, I will put up headlines that are more annoying and have less content than BuzzFeed.
0: Yeah. Have you seen that new Marvel trailer? Wait, which one? There's a new Marvel trailer? <laughs> Ant-Man 2. Oh, man. A- a- Paul Rudd's my guy. Anti-Manor. More anti.
3: One crazy Josh Trek trick <clears throat> could save you millions. Josh is turning Ant- tricks These
0: now. 10, these t- these ten Josh tech trips, companies hate him for. Uh, all that stuff will happen. <laughs> It's just, I mean, it's fair warning. Uh, But thank you guys for joining us. PCPer.com slash podcast. Find all the back episodes. Find the RSS feed. Subscribe. All that good stuff. Spread the word. Uh, And again, Patreon.com slash PCPer. We'd appreciate anything uh, that that you feel that we are worth. He says, hopeful. (laughs) Hopeful. Not. Just be nice with us. Come on. Come on, guys. That's fine. Uh, That's it. We'll see you guys next week. I'm Ryan Shrout. I'm Jeremy Hallstrom.
3: I'm Josh Walrath. I'm Alan time. Bye.